This episode of the Salunas Podcast is brought to you by Patch Junkie. Are you a member of the military or are you a fan of uniquely made items? Are you an idiot? If you're not an idiot, then you're going to like these guys. Patch Junkie is a shop out of Delaware that sells uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military style patches to designs that reference popular culture. I actually have a set of these and they look freaking sweet. I'm so pumped to be able to have them, but they sell all sorts of patch related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you go onto their website, which is www.patchjunkieshop.com, enter the Enter the promo code SALUMIST for 10% off your order. That is S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T. Once again, I just got a huge package from these guys, and it looks freaking sweet. I'm so pumped to be able to put some of the stickers and the patches and other stuff like that all together. Um, I'm actually building a, if you want to call it like a survival kit, but because I got one of their tactical bags, I want to have a kit in the car uh, in case I'm ever stranded or anything like that. Um, and my good looks and nice personality doesn't seem to help me. I want to be able to make sure that I have a, uh, a means of possible or hopeful survival. So I bought a bag from them and I'm going to hopefully deck it out and put some cool equipment and stuff like that in there. So please hit those guys up, show your love and support. They're all, they're all really, really awesome. This episode is also brought to you by shutting the hell up and listening and washing your hands. Um, uh, if you don't want to die, if you are generally smart, then uh, exercising some general hygiene is always really good. Also, shutting up and listening to directions. Um, these people are very serious about a lot of the stuff that's going on. So please take heed and take care of yourself because taking care of yourself means you're taking care of other people. So let's get to the episode. In this episode, I talk about how life-threatening events can cause the spread of fear or rumors and how they can affect our psychology. I talk about how through hard times, we could use the spread of a little bit of empathy and understanding to get ourselves through these tough times. It's just me today, but that doesn't take away from the message at all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 902, The Compassion Virus. safe uh they're hanging back uh and i'm just gonna fly solo for today it's been a interesting week obviously there have been a lot of changes due to the coronavirus which i'm going to talk about later on um but i just want to get started and just sort of talk about how my week has been altogether. and so far it's been pretty good i uh i always get nervous around the time when i have my um like my work evaluations. And so every year we do like a performance appraisal. I'm sure those of you in, you know, any sort of job kind of has some of those things, unless your work or your boss just doesn't give a shit about getting good work out of you. Um, but yeah, so I do those and I had mine last week and it, it's really crazy the way that I view my work and just my job in general. Sometimes I have to be shown almost like a like a line of regression so if you were to see like a scatter plot it's going to have a bunch of different points up and down that might be for 
things that are good or things that are bad. They might be really high points, might be really low points. But if you see that plot over time, so you would say like one axis is going to be the, uh, the the level of performance and another one is going to be the, you know, the time and stuff like that. And if you can see that over time, there's a positive association or a positive line of regression or whatever you want to call it, um, it's going to draw up in that direction. It's going to tell you that even though you've had ups and downs, you're still actually doing better. And sometimes I get very caught up in the weeds of work and I never take the time to see that I'm actually doing okay. And so it's, it was nice being able to sit down with my boss and, and really take a good hard look at the, the type of work that I've done. Um, and then I don't feel so bad about it. Um, Cause I do have these weird days where it's like, I call them and I was telling her that I call them whistle to whistle day. So it's like you have a day where from start to finish, you are just going on. And for a lot of cases for me, I have to work in a different time zone. So I'll get up super early and go and crush and drive and all that other stuff. And then at the end of the day, when I'm home, I'm like, what the hell did I actually do? And uh, sometimes you have to be shown, you know, from a 10,000 foot view that you're actually making an impact and you're, you're helping other people. And, and of course you're helping your company. So it was good to be able to see that there. Um, I also had a really weird, I don't want to call it like an epiphany or something like that, but it just kind of, it just kind of hit me. I was like sitting in the mirror and I was like, you know what? You're, you're not half bad. And it was weird because it was just like this moment of, I guess maybe like acceptance of, of my body and the, the work that's, that's kind of taken that it's taken to get me to where I am. Not to say that I'm like some Adonis or anything like that, or I have some awesome body, but we sometimes forget where we came from. And, uh, I certainly have over the years. And so it was, it was just, it was refreshing and it was nice to be able to see that and actually be happy with it there's definitely still work that I want to be able to do and still places to improve. And so I'm thankful to all the people that have been able to help me out. So anyway, it's been a, it's been a good week. Also really cool thing that happened today. Um, JP of hefty lefty club works. And I'm going to give him another shout out at the end of the episodes. He actually built me a set of clubs and brought them to my house today. And it was so awesome to be able to see that. And it just, man, it, it, it took me, like I set I set the clubs down in my in my, the office in here, and I just I had a crazy moment. I was like, man, I I can't complain about shit in this life, dude. I have so many people that are supportive and that are in my corner and are excited about my growth and really seem to value me just like I value them. And so it was really cool to be able to have something like that. No one's ever done something like that for me. It was, so it was it was really nice to be able to see something like that from him. Uh, and, and I don't need anything like that, but it was just, it was really awesome to know that someone cared. So thank you so much JP for the gift. I can't wait to go golfing with you and to just learn how to be good at it and hopefully good at it. At least I want to be able to hit the the ball really far and really straight. If I can do that, that's a, that's a huge win for me. So again, it's been a pretty crazy week. Obviously coronavirus has been all over the place, but what I really want to talk about today is its effect on people. And 
it's so it's so weird seeing what happens to a society or a culture when its sense of safety is put into question. You know, we're we're constantly thought of or we constantly think of ourselves as the greatest country and all that other stuff. And by many measures, one would say that we are. But when it's something like this, it really brings everything into question. We had an episode a couple weeks ago where we, I think it was the If You Love Something episode, or it might have been the I Came, I Saw, I Ran episode. But we were saying that the laws of physics kind of apply to America. And it's, I think it's, uh, I can't remember which which of Newton's laws it was, but it says that objects at rest stay at rest, but objects in motion stay in motion unless acted upon by an equal or greater force. And we sat and talked and we were like, what is going to be that equal or greater force to really put America into check and get us really thinking about things? And some people are like, I mean, war, some other country like bombing us or something like that. But maybe it's something like this. It seems to to me that the times where we really start to think about our place in the world and really just put ourselves to the grinders when some bad shit happens. It happened in 9-11 and it's happening here. That happened with SARS and all the other viruses, but something is different about this. And I think it's really, I haven't seen people get freaked out like this. I mean, the other time I did see people do that, I was a kid, but it was when Y2K was happening. And, you know, there were people sitting in churches just like, oh my God, the world's going to end. I remember I had a, uh, I brought out my old Apple Classic and I was like, oh, this thing is just going to blow up or something whenever the clocks change. I I literally thought there was going to be some crazy meltdown, but the clocks were just like, oh no, no, homie, it's just, it's just 12 o'clock. We Gucci, we good. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So I don't want to minimize what is happening now, but I do want to talk about its effect on people. And for some reason, it's making people turn into hoarders. And I was like, what in the world? Why is it that whenever there's a super stressful time, the first thing that a lot of people want to do is shop, specifically toilet paper? Uh, that part I I never really understood. I can understand like hand sanitizer and stuff, but truthfully, we should have been washing our hands to begin with. I'm I'm married to a nurse, so you know hy- hygiene is pretty pretty paramount to her. But uh, yeah, it was just really weird thinking about that, and so I started looking up different articles and trying to figure out why is it that people have this crazy need to have to go and shop or something, and I came across this. Uh, article by it was on it was actually on CNBC's website and one of the things that they said was that people have needs in times in times like these and so the three you know we first of all we have our hierarchy of needs and everyone kind of knows what those are you know it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs so that's going to be your psychological needs or physiological needs like food water warmth rest all that kind of stuff there's your safety needs. And that's going to be just security and some kind of protection. There's belongingness and uh, love needs. So in intimacy, intimacy, relationships and friends, there are your esteem needs. And that's like prestige and feelings of accomplishment. And then there's self-actualization. That's really achieving your full potential and uh, all that kind of stuff. And so those are the 
you know, the, the five pillars, if you want to call it for your hierarchy of needs. But in something like this, there's, there's a couple things that people need. And it was on this, uh, again, it was on an article from CNBC and they were saying the three things people need in times like these are autonomy, relatedness, and competence. And so autonomy for a lot of people is, is there because whenever you have something that's not controllable, like the spread of a virus, the one thing that people want, especially in, in our culture is to feel like they're in control. That is the, one of the big things of uh, big pillars, if you will, of the American mindset is that we want to be in control. We're used to be in control of things. So you want to feel in control. So you're going to go out and you're going to buy some shit and you're going to feel like you're, you're ahead of the game. So that's going to be your first thing, the autonomy, the relatedness is you don't want to be left out. You see everyone else buying some stuff. So it's like, okay, I've got to go buy it too. I would imagine that there's a huge chunk of people out at the stores that are buying TP and hand sanitizer and chips and bread and all this other shit. And they don't even need it for a lot of people. They probably don't even eat that much bread, but for some reason they just wanted to feel like they're related to other people. So when you're sitting there in the checkout lane, you could all be talking about, Oh, I'm preparing and I'm getting myself ready for all these big changes and stuff like that, that are going to happen. And there you are. Now you've built a sense of community. Then I think the next thing is going to be competence. And no one wants to be left out in the cold or feeling like they're stupid. Um, it's one of those things where it's like you'd rather be safe than sorry. And so a lot of people are going out there even when they don't need the stuff and they're going out there and buying it. The one other thing that I have noticed is that there has been a little bit of a an uptick in, in compassion. You know, I saw a, a donut shop in my town, a local donut shop who is struggling because people are staying home and it took just a couple of Facebook posts and then you just had a line of people buying gift cards, getting dozens of donuts and it was able to keep them afloat. And so I sit there and wonder like, why is it that shit has to happen before we actually start caring about each other? It doesn't make any sense to me, but at the same time, it kind of does make sense to me because nothing really matters unless it matters. You know, we've we've talked in multiple occasions how one of the most united America has been was when some some people flew airplanes into the Twin Towers. We were united against something, but people stopped seeing color, if you will. Everyone just became an American. And while that was cool for a little bit, it obviously wasn't sustainable uh, because obviously we're so incredibly divided again. But I see this upswing in some kind of unity when it comes to bringing people together. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen for every single business, but our compassion extends as far as our sensibilities or comforts. And there's a short list of things more comfortable than a dozen donuts. And that's the other part of it. I think that if, if there were other businesses that satisfied people's comforts, then I think it'd be a lot easier and people would really come together a lot more and a lot faster and, and truly mobilized to make sure that they stay afloat. It's just sad to see that that's not going to happen for a lot of other businesses, but it's the thought that counts. You know, at least people are trying to do something out there. I think another thing for that's actually getting like affected is a lot of like routine based activities. Now I made a post earlier this uh, this morning about like churches 
and I think it was this morning, maybe it was yesterday, where I was like, some of you guys need to chill. Uh, actually, I said, some of you guys are stupid. I, I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. There is a real problem with the fact that you have certain people that are instructing others, hey, stay home for the sake of not getting other people sick. But we're so hell bent on our routines and certain things that we're like, we're willing to make other people potentially sick. And that stuff, that's just wrong. That really shows that you don't care about your community. And that's always going to be my opinion on it. And so I wrote to them that, <laughs> you know, God's not going to send you to hell for, for staying home. And shout out to all the different ministers and preachers out there that did and have the infrastructure to perform services that can be streamed online. Um, I do want to give a shout out on that note to Adam Schertz. He's the uh, he's a longtime friend of the podcast, but he's a preacher of Broadway United Methodist Church. And uh, I will watch his sermon if he starts doing the shit that David Copperfield did on the screen where he would put a bunch of cards and he'll make you pick because that motherfucker made me pick like he chose my card every single time. I swear to God, he was in my head. It was wild. But if Adam can do some shit like that, you better believe I'm going to be watching his sermons because that shit is lit. Um, but yeah, the uh, people seem to just be getting it all. <laughs> they seem to be just getting it all wrong, man. Like there's nothing wrong with being with exercising caution. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. For some reason, I'd, I'd rather, you know, everyone says, you know, you'd rather be safe than sorry. But why it but it seems like that only applies until it makes you uncomfortable. And I 100% get it because being uncomfortable is scary. And these times are inciting a whole lot of fear. You know, we don't like to think of the fact that at some point, we are going to die. I mean, straight up, we're all scared of death. Well, not everyone. Most of us have this like fear of the unknown. And a lot of us don't want to die by something that couldn't be prevented, like some kind of a disease or something like that, like an incurable disease. It's I would imagine that that's a huge fear for a lot of people. And so whenever we do things like hoard or buy a bunch, I like to think that that rush or that feeling of being connected and stuff like that, that makes us feel like we're alive and we're like, we're one step closer to making it. I know it sounds kind of awkward, but I really just feel that it's that that is at its core, what's really driving us. You know, there's a, there's an article here on discover magazine that says, and it's about fear. And it says that fear is an emotional, behavioral, and psychological coping reaction to perceived threats. As we've seen in this pandemic, the fear arrives well before the actual infection. People are experiencing anticipatory anxiety. It means It's a means of keeping themselves safe and protecting their families. By and large, fear has fear is an ad, adaptive, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Fear is an adaptive response. It's a useful alarm system that stops us from getting into danger. It's only when it becomes excessively intense or persistent or when there's no danger that it becomes a problem. And so the next question on this article, it says, why do we just, why do we succumb to these fears, even if we know on some level that they're irrational? That's what I always want to ask a lot of people. Like some of the stuff that we're doing in response to, in response to the, uh, the virus seems kind of irrational. Like, why do you need like 
$100 worth of toilet paper. It, it makes zero sense to me why you have to do something so irrational. Like I get buying a little bit, but dude, there's other people that need stuff too. It just blows my mind that we, the first thing that we think of is 100% ourselves and ours and just fuck everybody else. So it seems like the only people that can really be protected are the people who have the most. That's just what it comes down to, to me. I wish that there were more people out there going in and sharing what they have to be able to help people out. And so, and I, I mean, I wish I can too, but I just, I don't know. We didn't go and buy up a whole bunch of toilet paper. We just kind of stay stocked, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not taking this seriously enough. I feel like I am, but maybe I'm not, I don't know. But to go on with what they were saying in the article, says we have two levels of thinking we have our rational mind that tells us no i don't need to buy another roll of toilet paper but then we also have a more primitive visceral gut reaction that says well i better be safe than sorry just like i've said before uh the herd instinct can also kick in where people suspend judgment and start doing what everyone else is doing so if everyone else is panic buying then you just follow the herd and that's just what it seems like we're doing and so, like, if they come up with this cure or something, it seems like we're just going to have a shitload of toilet paper. And then you're going to see on Facebook Marketplace and all these other places of people selling TP. Or they're just going to have a big, massive overstock of it. See, that's a part. It's just there's just something weird about our culture for why we do that. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for us to switch gears or something. And I don't want to like make it political, but I don't even think that it's going to be, it would be fixed if there was some new different type of healthcare plan where everyone was sort of taken care of. I still think that at the end of the day, we're just animals and we're going to do things that feel right. The same thing kind of happened whenever there was a big threat of them uh, banning assault rifles and stuff. Everyone took that same herd mentality because they thought that the government was going to go come and kick down their door and take all their guns and everyone goes and buys a bunch of bump stocks and they go and buy a bunch of other stuff just to stock up and then now you just have a bunch of guns and stuff like that and it's like why do i really need all of this you know it's really funny because my one of my buddies he uh he bought a ton of money worth of bump stocks during that big scare and he's a smart dude, and he capitalized and made a killing off of people's fear, just buying bump stocks because they thought the government was going to take everything from them. It's really weird to sit there and think about that kind of stuff, but we do that more often than not. Um, I could only imagine the type of preparations that people were doing whenever Y2K was happening, like I was saying earlier. Um, at that point in our lives, we didn't have the means to be able to buy some of the stuff that I, I would imagine that many other people bought, but the fear was still there. We were all sitting together and it's just like, okay, if something's going to happen, then at least we're going to be sitting together while it happens, but nothing happened. Um, I think that the next thing that I really want to touch on with, with our culture <clears throat> is I think it's this, and and I said I talked about it a little bit before, but it is that that level of hubris, like we're somehow past it. There's, I don't know if there's a case yet in Kentucky. There might be like one or two, but there's people that, even in my circles, they're like, oh, it's not going to be anything. 
if you had this, then you're going to be fine. I feel like that's a dangerous type of hubris to have. Um, I think that we should take just as much caution about this as we do any other thing. And I hope that this allows people to start taking hygiene a little bit more seriously. Like I've, I've gone into different public places and seeing people actually do shit that they should have done at the very beginning, like before all this stuff, it's just crazy. Like I went to the gym and people were cleaning off machines before they use them. And after they use them, when there's always been a sign telling you to clean up your machine before and after you use it, but somehow we just want to pay, you know, we decide to pay a little bit extra attention. I, I mean, I can't be mad at it because it's actually happening now. Thank goodness people are cleaning stuff up, but I really hope that this disturbance in everyone's cult in everyone's uh, hubris, if you will, is going to force some continued habits and maybe we're going to be a lot better and a lot cleaner. Um, and so one thing that I hope does spread, and this will be, this will be awesome is just more of that compassion. Like I was saying earlier, I did see my town at least rally together to help a donut shop stay afloat. Why can't we go and do that to the different communities around here? Why does it have to take a virus to go and take care of people? I've asked this question like 74 times in this episode, but it's a serious question. Why does it take a politician or a threat or something like that to give a shit? It blows my mind. What I hope actually spreads in this time while everyone is cooped up at home and they're on some kind of lockdown is that the, how I want to call it, the compassion virus spreads. That would be really cool. If you can try and find one thing that you can do to put some kind of goodness in the world, you have an opportunity right now to go and talk to people. Or not, I mean, talk to people like inside of your house, or you have time to go and think and research and look up stuff. Whereas if you weren't locked in or on some kind of quarantine, you'd be going about your day, doing the normal things that you would do. And very rarely we stop to actually take time to just look at the world and look at our impact on the world. I think that this is going to allow a lot of us a ton of different opportunities to create new things. If you wanted to create a new business, if you just have some new idea that you think is going to change the world, you need to use that time to be able to do that. Like there's, we can, I hope that a lot of the people that are on quarantines or on lockdowns because of their work and stuff like that are really doubling down on the things that they'd be missing out. You know, we try, and I've said this in multiple episodes that we try so hard not to die that we forget how to live. And I think what the universe or whatever you want to call it is giving all of us is a chance to really live is a chance to talk to your spouse or talk to your kids or just to sit with yourself. I mean, there's, there's so much opportunity to be able to do some really good shit. And this is, in my opinion, this is what a true vacation feels like, should feel like, not like being scared of dying of a virus, but I'm saying being truly like disconnected, if you will. And I think that it's going to have a bigger effect on people than we think, because many of us don't realize just how dependent we are on seeing other people or or being in physical proximity. I think it's going to put a lot of us to the test. 
And I'm, I'm truthfully excited to see exactly what happens to a lot of people, but I think it's something that's needed. Um, I really want to see, you know, we joke that a bunch of babies are going to get made and they probably will, but I want to see more couples reconnecting. If they're just sitting at home, I want to see a lot of that kind of stuff. I'd, I want to see siblings doing stuff together. I personally want to be able to do more with my stepdaughter. Like there's so many different things, but I'm not going to be on lockdown. I know they made a couple changes at work and I, and I hope that they allow me to, you know, have the four day work week and some of the other stuff that they have, but I'm really going to double down on focusing on taking care of stuff here. And I hope that everyone else does the same thing. Again, this is a major, major opportunity for us to do better and to be better. And speaking of being better, I really hope that for a lot of the kids out there, this could be an opportunity to, to really evaluate and, and think of the impact that they have on other people. And I say that because, you know, last, last week, it was was a, it was a tough time for me as a, as a dad, even though I talked about like how I had like cool shit happen and my work eval went well and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't know the severity of, of kids and their like bullying and their propensity to spread rumors and stuff like that. And you never really think about that until it affects yours. And it was tough coming home and, and having that talk with, with my stepdaughter about the stuff that was said about her by someone who even who I knew and was like, Oh, that's a good kid. And always spoke highly of the boy, but I didn't realize the things that kids do when, when they get hurt or something and how they react. And so one part of me was like, Oh, it's easy. Let's just fucking kill him. You know, (laughs) but the, the other part was like, this is a teachable moment. I don't, this is a moment where I felt like she didn't need me to be logical or to be some tough person. I think she just needed a dad to talk to her. And um, it was really good getting to connect with her, but it was, it was really interesting as, as I was sitting there watching and listening to the words coming out of my mouth, it was, it felt like, it felt like almost hitting a little bit of flow state where I was like, man, I don't care what happens. All I care about is making sure that this girl doesn't, doesn't get fucked up, you know, doesn't grow to to hate people or to hurt herself or anything like that you know and one of the things i told her was when people go out there and and they spread rumors and they say nasty things they say that because they're hurt and they want to have people feel good about them or they want to be somehow connected to other people and it's no excuse there's absolutely no excuse for that but the one thing that she can control and that all of us control can control. And this is something that extends even into adulthood are your actions. And one of the things I said was you've got to be someone that's, that puts as much good into the world as possible. You've got to just be that because when you start to do a lot of that stuff, then your actions are always going to trump anything that anyone ever says about you. Now someone can go out there and they're going to talk all kinds of shit but it's what you do that really matters. Words are nothing. There's a certain point where words just mean nothing. It's all about your actions. So I told her, you have got to go out there and tell someone that they mean something to you. 
tell some girl that she looks pretty today, that you like her hair or her shoes. It's little things like that, that, that make a difference. Like actually just giving a shit about someone. Like one of the things that I've seen so much is a lot of the kids and a lot of adults as well. Life is lived through a cell phone. And sometimes it does take just disconnecting for a tiny bit and really looking at someone and acknowledging their presence just just doing simply that can make the world of a difference that can talk someone off the ledge right there some people just want to be recognized not followed not click liked or anything they just want to be for real recognized and i think that if she did more of that kind of stuff maybe that could help out um and i think that there will be people out there that will tell this boy hey you're full of shit that's not true and i wanted her as well i said when, when you hear other people spreading rumors, now that you've had this happen to you, you have to do everything possible to cut that shit out. When people are saying that stuff, you've got to put them in check. And I wish that it's something that we all did as adults, but it's tough because at the end of the day, we all just want to feel connected. And part of this compassion virus that I hope spreads, not just in Bowling Green, Kentucky, but all through the U.S., is that We actually take time to give a shit about people. It should never take a virus to care about other people. It should never take bad rumors and all that other shit to care about people. We just have to do better. That's all that we can do is just do better. Um, Yeah, that's, I feel like that's, I think I've said enough. Uh, It's definitely different doing a, a podcast episode where it's just me, but I actually enjoy it. It's, you know, just 30 minutes, nice little, Nice little talk. Um, I do want to give a, a shout out and I'll do it at the, you know, the beginning of the episode, like I normally do, but I want to give another shout out to, to Jay at, uh, at patch junkie. I know there's like two J's in my life, but Jay at patch junkie shop. Like I ordered the tactical bag and got a big old shit ton of stuff. And it was so awesome being able to see and, and um, see what he has and really feel supported from, from a sponsor. It's way more than just getting money or anything like that. And it's, it's really cool. I, I felt like we mattered to them. And I hope that they feel like they matter to us. And so my hope is that more people go to their website and buy their stuff. And the same thing for JP at Hefty Lefty Club Works. Um, I'm really just being going on a big kick and really just promoting a lot of my friends and just showing more gratitude. It's, uh, it's something that we've also said on our, our podcast that gratitude pursued will, all, will always elude, but gratitude given will always return. And it kind of feels like I'm seeing like a return maybe on some of the gratitude that I that I give people. And, and I don't do it just to, because I want something back. I'm dead serious. Like something has just changed with me in the past couple of years where I just feel, and it's truthfully, it's from doing this podcast. It's from putting myself in the grinder over and over and over but i've just become more and more grateful i really am um and i'm just thankful for all those people in my life i'm thankful for the listeners i'm thankful for all this technology i have sitting in front of me because it's absolutely badass to be able to do the stuff that we do um yeah just i can't complain about a damn thing so i'm going to wrap it up i hope you guys stay safe please stay safe don't um you're you're not above this sickness please don't ever think that you're above any of that stuff um wash your hands do all the follow all the instructions 
even if you're the cleanest person out there, any other person could potentially get you sick. And it's not just coronavirus, it's everything else. So start giving a shit about cleaning your hands and cleaning the different surfaces that you touch. We don't realize how, how often we touch nasty shit. Um, but it's also a, a testament to the resilience of our immune systems. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a good day. Kick all the ass. Do something great. I'm actually going to try and release an episode every day this week while, while people are on lockdown to kind of give someone maybe something to to listen to while they're sitting at home they're going to be much shorter than these episodes but uh the point is just to to show that we can all still be very connected without having to see each other um so again thank you guys for your time and attention follow us at the salumas podcast on instagram go to our website that's www.thesalumist.com um, there's a donate link. If you guys would be so kind, please donate a couple bucks just to help us get some of the better equipment that we need uh, to improve our sound and to be able to really expand our reach. You know, we want to get into doing video. I've got some really cool ideas to be able to uh, further connect with other people. So we just need your help. We've been doing a lot of this stuff out of pocket, and I'm thankful for the sponsor that we have. But yeah, any little bit would would uh would go a long way for us and, and i thank you all in advance for your contributions and i thank you for all the feedback and the criticisms we're getting closer and closer to our hundredth full-length episode so i've actually been doing some planning for that uh very very excited but i hope you guys have an awesome week please stay safe stay clean and i am out